Welcome to Technovation, a weekly conversation with people who are shaping the technology landscape. I'm Peter High, president of MetaStrategy, advisor to technology executives, Forbes columnist, book author, and your host. Each episode of Technovation features insights from top executives and thought leaders at the intersection of business, technology, and innovation. If you like what you hear, we'd be grateful if you give us a rating on iTunes or through whatever other source you use for podcasts. And please subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Thank you. My guest this week is Brian Hoyt. Brian is the Chief Information Officer of Unity Technologies, a Danish-American video game software development company focused on enabling creators to bring interesting ideas to life using 3D technology. As the company's first ever CIO, Brian oversees the strategy around implementing its core systems of record as well as corporate infrastructure and operations. Prior to joining Unity Technologies, Brian was the first ever CIO of AppDynamics. In this interview, he discusses how as enterprise becomes more consumerized, employees gain autonomy and the nature of IT work changes as a result of that. He cites his and his team's focus on employee productivity. We also discuss the merging of business operations and IT, what it's like being a CIO within a tech-centric business, how to manage a fast-growing organization, and a variety of other topics. Brian Hoyt, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Thank you very much. A pleasure to be here. Brian, you are the uh, the Chief Information Officer of Unity Technologies. And for those who might be listening that are less familiar with the company, I thought we'd begin with an overview of what the company does in your words. Could you take a moment and describe it for me? Sure. I think Unity is really about uh, enabling creators to uh, bring interesting things to life using 3D technology, whether it be, you know, our primary, primarily we're known for the, the gaming business, but uh, increasingly architecture and uh, animation and you know, various other things that will evolve out of the use of real-time 3D. So really it's a platform for creators to bring their, their visions to life. That's excellent. And talk a bit about your role as Chief Information Officer. What's your purview? Sure. So um, I, I am uh, overseeing a lot of the strategy around implementing our core systems of record, as well as sort of corporate infrastructure and operations, kind of keeping the business running. We have a highly distributed workforce and uh, something like, you know, 40 offices, which is um, close to 40 offices, I, I think, which is pretty large for a, a company of our size. So keeping things kind of ticking along and make sure that everyone's collaborating and uh, and, and running across uh, time zones is, is a big part of my job. So employee productivity is huge for us, as well as sort of developer productivity and trying to, to, to pull together all of the engineering tools that we use and make them accessible to our employees as quickly and easily as possible. We really want our developers not to have to, to, to lose time, you know, figuring out IT stuff. That's great, Brian. And I, I, I wonder if you could talk a, a minute about your current strategy. You mentioned a few things there in terms of enabling this distributed workforce of ensuring that employee and developer productivity is as high as possible. Um, talk a bit about some of the, um, perhaps going into greater depth there if you wish, uh, but other aspects of your current strategy as you look to the year ahead. Sure. So, you know, in a company that's growing quickly and Unity has is, is grown really quickly, I think, you know, we're somewhere around 3,000 employees now. And when I started, you know, a little more than a year and a half ago, I think we were probably around 1,500. So we've grown quite a bit and quite quickly. Uh, you know, pockets of IT sort of emerge as the business grows. And whether that be even something as fundamental as a finance system that 
needs to be consolidated into something and, and run in a more central fashion as we scale. So part of what we're doing is trying to centralize the sort of operational business systems that any company has, things like CRM and ERP and all of the, you know, the large amount of integrations that go around these systems, integrating those, uh, consolidating them and making sure that they're run in a way that we can understand the financials of the company, who our customers are and things like that. So that's been a big part of the strategy is really consolidating a lot of that effort. When it comes to the sort of, you know, employee and developer productivity, you know, I think the strategy has been an interesting one at Unity. We have, I think I alluded before, quite a bit of offices and it's a real strength for us to have people from a lot of different backgrounds working on on solving these problems. Uh, we have a lot of smart people in, in pockets. Sometimes we have offices that are between 25 and 50 people, which may not suit a, a full-time IT support person on, on staff all the time. So we have tried to leverage a number of automations and try to keep things as elegant as possible when we choose a tool set, you know, that, that someone can use without needing a whole bunch of help. So that's sort of one of the key principles that we've gone into this is how, do, how can we sort of get out of the way of the employees to make sure that everything works well, uh, to, to, to let their laptop run and not, not sort of take over the laptop experience either. You know, it's something that especially software developers are pretty sensitive about. If you, if you don't give them the full tool chain that their laptop can do to develop products, you're really taking away a, a part of their autonomy, and we, we're trying to 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 not do that specifically. That's interesting. And as you as you highlight, you are whereas there are some companies where the preponderance of technology talent is in IT. Clearly, that's not the case at Unity, Unity Technologies, where you've got tech <laughs> talent throughout uh, the organization. And I'm curious, how do you yeah. how do you partner with the rest of the organization? And I guess you've begun to allude to it. Uh, but I'd love to maybe delve a little bit further as to how you add unique value um, with an IT in a sea of technology talent like you have. Yeah, I think it's a it's a you know uh, it's a it's it's an interesting place to be in. It's not always a comfortable place to be in, um, but uh, it's uh, it can I think it's often humbling uh, because our you know we have a lot of really really smart people that are you know um, graduate degrees in computer science and. Um, you know, graphics engineering and things like that, who are much, much more technical than, than I am, of course, and certainly more technical than, than I think the most of my team. Uh, so, you know, you can't really always win the technical argument. <laughs> so, um, and that's okay, but it makes you sort of rely on, um, on uh, a number of other things like, hey, you know, we're at the point in this company where we have X number of people and we kind of need to all, you know, do this one thing because I can't take care of 75, you know, 75 different VPN technologies or something, for instance. So, you know, we kind of need to pick one so we can make sure that we're doing it properly. And I think for the most part, people are reasonable and, and, uh, and understand that, hey, like we're here to kind of make decisions and provide a strategy and to try to make it as, you know, as uh, simple and secure and as uh, as functional as we possibly can. So I end up kind of appealing to people on that front quite a bit. Um, but there's there's a lot of appeal, you know. I mean, I think uh, like I mentioned before, you know, as a company scales rapidly, sort of wellsprings of technology pop up all around the company, and um, you know, sometimes it's it's not necessarily like a search and destroy mission, but more of a listening exercise. Like, hey, like what? Like why why aren't you able to use this, this thing that I'm doing? 
and what is it costing you? And, you know, what, what, why, why am I in your way on this? Or what can we do to, to fold this? And I think people are, are relatively receptive on that. I spend quite a bit of time with the sort of um, engineering operations leader in, in, our, in our company to understand what their roadmap is and how we can get out of, out of their way. What's really interesting in Unity is because we're kind of working on the cutting edge of the VR, you know, and AR um, uh, technologies. Sometimes a lot of the hardware kit that that IT needs to come up with, you know, may may not be publicly available or maybe you know NDA'd or top secret stuff, right? And uh, it also introduces some some interesting challenges for us. So it's kind of a fun place to be in IT, but you you need to really uh, approach it with quite a bit of humility because everyone will have feedback no matter what choice you make. <laughs> no doubt. You mentioned in the roughly two and a half years that you've been CIO, the company is roughly doubled. Uh, in size in terms of people. And I wonder how you think about uh, planning for that kind of scaling. You know, a lot of CIOs, your peers who are at, at more mature organizations that have growth rates that are much lower than that, the process of, you know, adding some capability, adding some, you know, uh, uh, ability to expand and scale is not at the level that you're experiencing. So how do you, how do you plan for you know, an organization that, that that doubles in size or grows as rapidly as this one does to ensure that everyone is as productive as possible. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a kind of like a, a hang on loosely situation in some cases, right? I mean, you're, I, you're never going to be out in front of this kind of growth from an IT perspective, because the next thing you know, a team of five people will have signed up a WeWork in, you know, Zagreb or something, right? And then um, and then, then, then there's issues with the Wi-Fi and, and, and WeWorks and things like that. And you're like, well, you know, I can't really, <laughs> you know, I can't really help you there because um, that, that's, that's not something we can control. So, like, that is an example is something that um, you're always slightly behind the queue. You know, like, we, you know, literally sometimes find out, oh, there's a new office in, in, in this location. Uh, so, it, it could be chaotic at times, but you kind of have to just uh, be ready for that. And, um, you know, I think it's simple things too, like, you know, find a way to make sure your, uh, your employees can retain admin rights on their laptops. So if, you know, if they, if, if they do have them, they're smart technical people, they can solve a lot of these problems on their own without having to have somebody walk over. And again, that may be applicable only in a tech company, but it, it's some, it's a strategy that we use is saying, Hey, we've got some smart people here. We don't want to get in their way, right. Or make them, make them contact somebody. Um, I think, um, you know, really trying to, to uh, make the employee as, as productive as possible and get out of their way is a key, is a key thing, right? We're not, we're just not going to be able to control everything. And, and it's not our job, really, to, to control everything. It, it's the same thing with a lot of um, vendor technologies. You just kind of have to assume that everybody is out there entering their credit card into, you know, um, into software companies, other software companies, websites, and downloading tools all the time. Um, so our so our business model is like, oh, you, you know, oh, now there's 25, 30 people using this thing. Maybe the vendor will reach out to us and say, hey, would you like, would you like to onboard this? And maybe we can add some security features. But those things are just going to happen. It's part of, it's part of doing business in a company that's growing. And if you try to, if you try to control it, you'll end up sort of squashing the growth trajectory and being in the way and you won't last long. I can tell you that. So, um, so I think, I think you can add your voice as concern and try to guide it and, um, uh, and be a part of the growth, but 
but it's really a listening exercise because people are trying to, at the end of the day, solve problems and do their job. Right. And that's interesting. And so, so uh, whereas a lot of your peers um, push as they can, at least towards developing standards for the organization to use for reasons of simplicity and security and, and, and uh, s- scalability, these sorts of things, in, in many ways, you're embracing the, um, the, the use of a wide array of tools, because in essence, it sounds like I, you let me know if I'm paraphrasing incorrectly. But the developers get a vote. They, the, what, what they believe is going to be uh, the most productive uh, tool to use, the, the, the tool that's going to get them to their destination most quickly is something you feel you need to support. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you know, and it, it doesn't always mean that we, 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 it doesn't mean that we can't say no, right? I mean, there's, you know, there's certain things that it's like, listen, not everyone can go out and build their own HR system, you know, right? That's a, <laughs> right. That's a different thing, you know. <laughs> um, you know, like, payroll, things like that. Like, listen, like, this is how it is, right? Like, we're, we've tried to do the best job we can or financial systems, but, you know, like if it's a project management tool or a communication tool or something like this that just sort of abound on the market today where people can just go, you know, do, um, you know, whatever vendor's website and download the tool and, 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 you know, start going away at it. That's, these things just kind of, you know, we've got all this stuff. And if someone prefers one project management tool over another, it's like, you know, God bless. I'm not here to really um, to, to try to legislate that. So I think I think there's some things uh, in IT now that you kind of still have to do everything like ERP. Some things, uh, some things you can help. You know, if for instance, uh, um, your team is trying to implement like a learning management system, like that's primarily going to be driven by an HR team or a, a customer engagement team. But you can be there to help to make sure that everything integrates properly. And then some things you don't need to do anything at all, right? You uh, if it's uh, uh, project management tool, you just kind of uh, you know log into the website and, and and go go. You know maybe they don't need me. Maybe they need me to get it integrated into Okta or something. But those sort of latter two, I think, are really the direction that a lot of IT work will be in in the future because people are going to have a lot more autonomy as the uh, enterprise technology becomes more consumerized. Right. And and Brian, this is the second time that you've been the the first CIO of a fast-growing technology organization, in addition to Unity Technologies, your prior CIO role is at AppDynamics, where, again, you, you were the first to hold that title. And I'm curious, you know, of course, in both organizations, no doubt there was a, the vestigial IT team. It wasn't as though you were growing it from zero. But at the same time, in each case, you were um, adding structure. You were building a team. You were, mm-hmm. you know, creating processes and you know, a means of partnership and all these sorts of things. And I wonder if you have a bit of a, a playbook, not that you need to unwind that completely for, for me here, but I, I'd be curious what, what it's like and how you think about organizing yourself in the early stages of that sort of uh, definition. So, you know, it, uh, yeah, definitely that's right. I was first CIO at AppDynamics, but it, it's a bit funny because I'd been there quite a while and I, I sort of, got the title, but I had kind of been doing the job. You know, I was the senior most in IT for quite a while before I, I, I got that job. Um, and we didn't have very much IT at all when I arrived there, sort of like the business systems were kind of being done by finance and sales ops and, you know, things like that. And the, the goal there was just, you know, let's, let's try to get some, um, you know, some people whose full-time job it is to worry about these systems as we realize it is a full-time job. Uh, I think that's that's a big thing. Uh, that's a big thing. Like systems implementations, uh, when you're growing, uh, and and you're a busy accountant, 
you can't also <laughs> part-time project manage an ERP implementation, make the right technical decisions, design the integrations, uh, and worry about all of the accounting standards and policies you need to do. So I think one of the important things is, is realizing when you're in this growth phase that, you know, you kind of need some professionals on this, right? Uh, and you kind of need them to to guide the vision of where you're going from a technical perspective. Because once you sort of put both feet into an ecosystem, the cost to change is extremely expensive. You can imagine uh, if you're if you need to change CRMs, right? With, um, which uh, doesn't happen too much anymore, but used to a lot. Uh, you know, that's extremely expensive and a time-consuming process. So you really want to understand the consequences of your decisions and and um, chart a path as you grow in the company. So I think that's part of the strategy. I think the other part of the strategy is finding builders, people that really enjoy um, building things from the ground up and solving problems using technology. Uh, it's not, you know, if if I think back on my early days in IT. You know, my job was really answering tickets, um, you know, activating users, deactivating users. And that was sort of where we were in, in the IT team where I started my career. It was kind of a ongoing maintenance mode. And when the, when the, when the software is fully depreciated, you could start up a new project in 36 months or something. But, you know, in, in this job, it's constant implementation, right? It's constant build. It's constant new functionality uh, and trying to keep up with that curve. So you really need to find uh, leaders and doers and um, architects that are really interested in solving problems and building for growth. So um, that's that's really critical, I think. Um, you know, I, I think on the other side, like too, like on the on 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 the, um, it depends heavily on the kind of company you're on and the regulatory environment. You need to be aware of those things as well. What what, what kind of what kind of compliance certifications are you going for? You, you know, those things tend to fall on your plate as well as you're scaling and, and moving into a, a different life cycle as a company. Makes sense, Brian. I, I wanted to also ask you, as you look to the future, you've already mentioned a number of trends that uh, your organization uh, is helping to drive in terms of 3D technology and animation and developing platforms for creators and the various confluence of trends that that must suggest. I wonder, you know, as you think about your own personal roadmap, um, personal and professional roadmap, and you look to the future, what are, what are some other trends that particularly excite you? So I think the continuing sort of um, merging of business operations and technology is really exciting. You know, the, you know, in, in other companies, especially in, you know, Silicon Valley growth type of companies, it's, it's not uncommon to not have an IT team. Like there may be a business operations team that's working on Salesforce or something like that. And we're kind of doing similar things to that as well as just we're called IT in this case. Um, I'm really excited about what that means for, for technologists in the future that really want to solve business problems and where their careers might go from that. So, you know, really becoming experts in the operations of businesses and using technology to solve problems. And after all, in most of our careers, if we're listening to this now, that's, that's, that's what our jobs will be. So I think that's extremely exciting. I think, um, you know, on the, on the sort of, um, you know, hardware, you know, side, like the sort of more IT stuff, the, the embracing of consumer technologies, I think will continue to, to happen in IT. And I think enabling people to work from wherever they want in the world it's really an interesting thing. It's it's incredible, right? If you think about it, even even five, definitely ten years ago, um, workforces are so much more distributed, and um, 
solving those problems of connectivity and, and productivity and collaboration. You know, we're, we've gotten so far with that. And I'm really excited to see where that goes. We've had an interesting, you know, an interesting um, uh, example of that in, um, in China because our operations are, you know, our, our employees have been working from home because of the uh, coronavirus situation. And for them to be able to use the tools that we've provided to collaborate in real time and, and continue being at least as productive as possible, you know, I think that's incredible. I, I think that's, that's really exciting. And I expect those things to get even better in the future. That's excellent. Well, Brian Hoyt, thank you so much for taking time this morning describing your current role uh, at Unity Technologies, uh, the process of having scaled up this this uh, organization, both IT, but facilitating the scaling growth of, of the company, more generally speaking. Uh, it's been a great conversation. Thanks, Peter. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Please join me next week when my guest will be Sanjay Merchandani, the Chief Executive Officer of Commvault.